find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Tonight, we invite you to join us on a wagon train west as we discover the mysteries and the macabre tales of the Idaho Territory in our latest season entitled Weird Western Waltzes. Tonight's episode is entitled Voice Like a Vengeful Angel and stars Emily Howell as Emily Elaine Semple. What's up, you guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays Are for the Ghouls, a podcast on the Podmoth Network. We cover all things spooky, like horror movies, true crime, the supernatural, and spooky stories in the most chaotic way possible. So join your favorite ghoul friends every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And become a spooky babe! <laughs> so spooky babes, we'll see you in your nightmares! September 9th, 1882. Dear Diary, my name is Emily Elaine Semple. For the last month, I have found myself in Idaho Territory, a truly wild part of this country. I am on assignment for the last times, looking for exciting frontier stories for the readers back home. Alas, I fear that I may be vastly out of my element here. The towns are clapboard wooden affairs, the people rough-hewn and filthy. Dead animals are oft found in the street, and the denizens seem too drunk to care. It is beautiful here, however. Back home, even if one were miles away from the city, its stink could be smelled on the breeze. Out here, though, it is fresh and clean. Mornings are like heaven for the lungs, and the mountain peaks seem sown into the horizon. And the trees... I have never seen such sentence. It is most disconcerting, such beauty. One who is not accustomed may be ignorant of the danger that lurks within the brilliant wilds of the territories. Upon my arrival, I found myself lodging with a family a few miles outside the town of Burke, as no appropriate rooms were readily available. They were kind, if rough, people, and I repaid their generosity by helping with chores. As I gathered kindling for the evening fire one night, entranced by the fiery oranges and purples of the twilight, I never noticed the ragged, wiry little man materializing from the tree line. Despite his thin, starved appearance, when his hand clasped upon my wrist, it was as though it were made of steel. 
Hush, girl. I mean you no harm. Sir, let go of me. I mean you no harm, I said. His long black hair was matted and tangled with leaves and sticks. His eyes were wild, spinning in their sockets while somehow remaining trained upon me. Please, I... I've got a gift for you, ma'am. The gift of the word. They tried to staunch it. Oh, yeah. I tried to staunch it. They fooled me. But I was saved. I tell you, saved. The church burned, but the word burns within me. Desperate to be shared. Listen to me. He'd been in town for a year. Just rolled in with the wind from the mountains one day. <laughs> he, he was a sight. Thin as a board with the beard of a trapper and a voice like a vengeful angel. He began beside the stables at the edge of town in a threadbare tent. A month later, his followers had built his church. And as his house of God went up, the crops fell. Victims of a blight never before seen. A handful of them had blown in along with the preacher, but the rest of the followers were us. He promised salvation healing. Few of us thought him a fraud, blamed him for the crop failure. But most fell into his flock looking for forgiveness, convinced that it was our disbelief that brought this disease upon the fields. It wasn't long before tensions grew between the flock and the non-believers flock was eccentric, they said. The preacher's methods were extreme, horrifying even. I believed myself that he was a wolf in shepherd's cloak. I, I believed so hard that lamb for the flock. What do you seek here, my son? Belonging, healing, forgiveness, all are present here in the house of God. Come forth now, little lamb, enter into the Father's embrace. Go on, my children. Give him some encouragement. Preacher, I... Hold up a minute now. I know you. I know your face, boy. You're the man with the ailing wife now, isn't that true? <clears throat> yes. Yes, I am. I see. I understand she's been doing mighty terrible. 
doctor says that doctors, only doctors know of curing the ailments of the sickly. The parasites sucking the blood and money of our sick and wounded. Tell me, my son, have they offered a cure for your wife? No. Of course they haven't. But today is your lucky day, my son, because the Lord told me of your coming here today. That's right. This morning as I prayed with the sunrise, he told me of your predicament, and he told me that you would be throwing yourself at my congregation's feet today. I beg of you, my son, let me lay my hands upon her. Let the Lord do his work through me so that she may live. You cannot, preacher. And why is that, my boy? Go on then, say it. Tell me why you would deny life to the woman you supposedly love. No, nobody can cure her. She's dead. How did you... Died this morning in a haze of convulsions and vomit and excrement, am I correct? Did the Lord relay to me the correct information, son? You need not answer. I know my words to be true. And yet you tease me about the death of my wife. Tease? <laughs> Dear boy, I do not tease. I only state facts. Your wife expired this morning, a pathetic waif, tragedy. A girl so young taken away. Is it not a tragedy, my little lambs? The Lord weeps at the loss of such a creature before her time. But fear not, my son. The Lord does not blame you for your disbelief. This is no punishment. This is an opportunity to show you the power of the Lord. Good God. Martha. God is good, my son. He delivered news of Martha's death to me and instructed me to bring her here today, for he knew you would be attending services. He knew this would be the opportunity to bring you into the fold. <laughs> you are a man of proof, my son. I can tell this, and the Lord can tell this as well. Now, my children, hush! It is not a sin to ask for proof in this world. The West is a hard-knock land, after all. A man who takes everything at face value here is a fool. <laughs> yes, proof is a powerful thing. And we have it here in spades. Sister Mary, rise up. Rise up and give this boy the proof he needs to see. Look upon this beautiful creature of God, my son. Sister Mary used to suffer from devilish visions that plagued her from sunup to sundown. Vicious, terrifying specters that only she could see. Only this poor old woman. And so she comes to me, begging me to ask God to cure her plight. She says to me, Preacher man, ask God to take these visions from me. And lo and behold, I was spoken to by the Lord that very night and moved to action. Now... Sister Mary's visions are gone. Sister Mary, tell this boy what you see. 
I see nothing, preacher. In his infinite wisdom, he hath moved me to action. God instructed me to take my buck knife and remove Sister Mary's diseased eyes. A miracle manifested into physicality, brought to reality through God's use of my hands. Can I get an amen? Amen! Brother Patrick, arise! Yes, preacher. Brother Patrick was sick with perversion. Unable to keep from delighting in himself, spitting his discarded seed in the face of God. I am a sinner preacher. And God spoke to me, and he directed me to save Patrick from himself. You saved me, preacher. I did. I took a blade to your hands, leaving you with two clean stumps and a clean soul. Is that the proof you need, little lost lamb? Do you see the power and glory of the Lord before you now? There are some in this town that call me a fraud, little lambs. They are merely too frightened to acknowledge the truth, too frightened to face judgment for their sins. They have seen the truth and turn in cowardice from it. They reject the loving embrace of the Lord and scramble like rats in the shadows, waiting for their opportunity. But it is for not. We are the true ones, little lambs. See how they rot away as their fields wilt, yet we remain nourished. They have turned from God while we have embraced the light and are fed by it. They blame me for the failures Yet I have offered them only salvation from their dire consequences. This little mouse who has entered the vestiges of our sanctuary. Has he finally seen the light? Will he let the Lord reunite him with Martha? Or is he really a rat nibbling at the heels of my flock? Preacher, you get away from her. Ha ha ha. So that's it then, isn't it? You're a rat. The sheriff knows it's been you polluting the well water. It's you who's brought this blight on the crops. It's, it's you that makes us sick, preacher. You're the one that killed her. Lies! She started getting sick as soon as you arrived. I have done nothing besides aid this community. What is that? That's the town preacher nailing us in here, boarding up the windows. None of us are leaving. They've lit the fire now. It's only a matter of time, preacher. Flames won't touch you, though. This is for me. Stay calm, my lambs. God has ordained this. Our immolation is at hand. We will be martyrs for the Lord. I am 
be this lantern upon me. Let the flames purify me in the eyes of the Lord. Fine. Then let this slug be the match, preacher. The flames will bring about sanctuary. A bullet cannot stop the will of God. See now the mistakes you have made, little rats. See now you could have been reunited. Don't you touch her. Behold, she lives. Get away from her. Doubted. We burned them up in that building. I... I intended to go with them to face my judgment. Right then and there, I was gonna go. But... But the only window not boarded up the stained glass of the Savior on the cross behind the pulpit. It broke. And then I knew. I knew that as penance I must spread the word. Please, sir, let me go. But I needn't have asked. His grip was loose now, his formerly wild eyes now focused on the purpling horizon. I don't think he even knew I was there. Yes. Go now, little one. Spread the good word. We thought him a liar. We did. <laughs> we were wrong. <laughs> wrong! 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 <laughs> I did not tell the family of the man or his curious ramblings. I thought it best not to put nightmarish ideas into the minds of their young children. I never saw the man again, though. I can only assume he has moved on to somewhere else, spreading the so-called good word. Luckily, the editor loves a grisly tale, and so do the readers. I'm sure the lambs and rats back east will gobble this up. Emily Elaine Semple, 1882. Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Thank you for tuning in tonight, dear listeners. Please, wherever you're listening, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any other platform, please leave us a review. 
and do not be afraid to share the static with your friends. Until next time, dear listeners, good night. <laughs>